Hello and welcome back to Users First. I'm Alessio Ferracuti, UX designer and podcast host at Users First, and this is a recorded message from the future. Yeah, you guessed it, that's right, I'm in 2022, and I just added this short audio in the episode because I want to let you know that the episode you're about to listen belongs to the old season of the podcast. However, if you want to listen to shorter, better audio quality podcasts and a way better intro, skip to the new area and start listening to the episodes that have the new graphics. A little bit about myself if you don't know anything, I began studying UX design in 2019. Starting out, believe me, it wasn't easy, and after a few months of studying, reading books and networking, grinding really hard, I landed my first role in UX and decided to open a podcast and a blog to share actually my own experiences so far and, and from the experts that I've been talking to as well. Man, since my first role I've been learning so much from the smartest people in the field and now I've been handling successfully my career and I want to help you too so I can teach you the ropes, become confident in UX, land the dreams role in tech that you've been dreaming about for all these years and my job is gonna be simply to inspire you and bring the most experienced guests on the podcast for you. If you want to build your network, improve your UX skills in a fun way and learn about job opportunities Join our Discord channel, it's free, and I post UX quizzes there, and even have giveaways for you, I mean, uh, for the winners of the podcast. We have leaderboards and levels for the people who engage the most, and, you know, when you are in the top of the leaderboard and win the quizzes, not only you are given a shout-out in my episodes to show you, like, my full appreciation, but you'll also receive gifts from me. And to the ones that reach the highest level, I will even be sharing the secret sources with you of my career and give you access to my personal UX playbook and the books that influenced me the most in my career. Please don't join in too many, or I will literally go broke if I send gifts to everybody. Nah, I'm just kidding. Go check it out for real. And you know, if you want to help me pay off my expenses for the podcast, you can join our Patreon channel. And or you know, if you don't want to join Patreon, you can even uh, offer me a, a cheap coffee every month. You can access all of these from my website. It's UsersFirstPodcast.com. Hey, enjoy my oldest episodes. Peace out now. Bye. Welcome to the User's First Podcast by Alessio UX, where we interview user experience designers and many other digital experts who focus on building products and services that delight users. And what is the number one rule of every product or business? It's that users always come first. Good morning, Trupti. How are you today? Welcome to the User's First Podcast. Hi, hi Alessio. Uh, it, I'm feeling great. How are you doing? And uh... Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I'm great. Thank you. Um, today is uh, Saturday, so I couldn't be more relaxed. Um, <laughs> how's, it, uh, how's Toronto's weather? So it's good, sunny outside. Uh, I haven't been going out much lately, but yeah, that's, it's nice to have yeah. a walk. Well, I, I, I think everybody has the same problem. <laughs> Can't go outside. Right? Uh, uh, what, what's the quarantine's rules uh, right now in, in uh, Toronto? 
so i think they are phasing out so we are on uh, relaxing uh, a little bit of retail businesses that are on the road so those are getting open um i think the phase 2 will come in soon and there will be uh, it's releasing out on a couple of days that's fabulous that's fabulous um also here in scotland things are uh, getting better uh, businesses are uh, starting to sell again which is important because the economy has to uh, yeah. keep on running, right? We, there is so many uh, retailers and businesses that have struggled during this time. And it's great to see that uh, the businesses are um, catching up and uh, uh, making money again. They're making money again. So uh, how many years have you been in the uh, product design industry, Tripti? Uh, so I moved from an engineering background to design industry in 2008 and i have been in the design industry from that time uh considering my work experience it's almost about 5 years and i have finished my masters as well as a design diploma before that so i have studied a lot and also worked in the design industry mhm engineering background um uh, like construction companies you were working for uh no no i was uh I finished my computer engineering, so that was computer engineering. So, uh, is it also human-computer interaction? No, no, no. It's purely a engineering degree where we specialize in um, things like uh, that is related to maybe digital space or coding or a um, couple of those those things. Ah, that's quite interesting. Uh, actually, currently, right now, I'm taking a. I'm taking a Harvard uh, University class on uh, computer science, oh. uh, so it's uh, it's extremely hard for me. I never I never coded in my whole life, and right now I'm I'm doing C. It's just oh, oh man, it's getting oh, a headache. <laughs> C is one of the most uh, and even for robotics and everything, uh, the basics and basics of languages are used. I think C, C plus plus still used, not going anywhere. Oh yeah, so and especially for uh, I think product designers, it's very important to you know uh, these languages like C plus plus, JavaScript. Yeah, you need to understand these languages. You 100%. don't need to code uh, like hundred percent, but having the understanding will help you build a good rapport with your uh, developers, and that is the most important thing. Uh, having that empathy to understand your developers and how the product will uh, look like or which space it's going to come in so these particular things are really important yeah of course and i really like what you said about um, empathy because you know that's what we do uh, product designers empathize with users and it would be funny if we could empathize with people that we work with yes, so yes. we have to understand them and by understanding means knowing what the business person is talking about knowing what the engineering person is talking about, knowing what the coding person is talking about. And the fact that you actually know uh, so many things about all these backgrounds uh, definitely makes you a very good product, a great product designer. Empathy, empathy. I love the word. Sorry, I just had to say it so much. Yeah, definitely. I think because I'm from an engineering background uh, and I know how much effort and things take to build that uh, one interaction or we sometimes pressure are developers to design something that is uh, not uh, easily feasible in two weeks or it takes a lot of time to debug errors and uh, you know mm-hmm. make those interactions super clean or makes it pixel perfect uh, 
it is a tough job it's not easy and sometimes we take it for granted that developers should do whatever they are asked to do but we fail to understand them absolutely absolutely sometimes we just forget um you know yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that the things that we design that they're they're going to be coded by by someone eventually and and yeah um <laughs> we have to always keep in mind background um all the all the other backlogs yeah. amazing so uh, you know I, i've noticed from your website and also from uh, your instagram account that uh, you do many things you don't you're not only a, a digital product designer but you you also coach people you also do digital branding uh, which, by the way, you, you you have also done for yourself because um, you're a, a very influential person in the uh, Instagram digital industry nowadays. Uh, and uh, what do you do for coaching? Like, what do you coach people? Who do you coach? Okay. Uh, so I actually wanted to understand whether I could coach people or not. So I took up three sessions, uh, um, initially 25 or uh, 25 to 30 people I just got onto a Zoom call with them and I wanted to understand what were their problems and uh, you know you get to understand your audience which helps you to deliver better content uh, that was my aim for it but then I realized that I really enjoyed talking to people uh, I could understand what they were going through because those were my initial first years uh, what could I do differently and help them out in those years uh, because it was overwhelming for me and if I could make it easier for them it would be super uh, good and they find value in that uh, uh, I mentor people who want to get into UX industry or who are already into UX industry but they are stuck at some problem to improvise the design process uh, uh, I have spoken to uh, digital marketing people who want to get into UX or fashion designers who want to get into UX. Different types of uh, people who want to get into UX. Uh, and why do they want mm. to get into UX or how closely can they get into which area of UX. So uh, I know that you also do uh, personal branding. Uh, what kind of uh, personal branding do you do? Do you also do it... Uh, like I know that you do it for yourself. Do you also do it for externally for others? Um, so I was a branding expert uh, and I worked with an agency where I completely was heading the branding. Um, and I wanted to build a personal brand. So that's how I got into personal branding. Um, but, uh, because I think every uh, if you want to be out there and you want to reach out to a lot of people, you need to be consistent across different platforms. So if people want to recognize you, uh, like suppose they want to recognize me or my post, uh, saying that, okay, if they have the same visual consistency, uh, they recognize you saying that, okay, this post is from Kripti or mm -hmm. the, that's the way they recognize me. Uh, if all of the places like my website, my social media, everything remains consistent, people easily recognize me anywhere on the web and that's what you want to build yourself into. Uh, that was my end goal. So, yeah. and what 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 uh what do you think it's making you different? Um, that people can recognize your brand right away. Uh, it it makes them connected to my brand as well as me. Uh, and 
I think emotional connection is first before uh, you buy anything. Like if you feel like uh, you like a MacBook, that's why you're going to buy it. If you don't like the MacBook, you're not going to buy it. Hmm. So they need to first like you and then they're going to buy from you or they're going to connect with you. Uh, but yeah, the liking portion is the first thing. So making your brand consistent and transparent across different platforms gives you a leverage that people will like you and connect with you because they come to know, okay, she's a person who likes purple or talks about UI, UX. Uh, maybe I can connect with her and she will tell me what I need to hear. So mm-hmm. that is the kind of brand I wanted to build myself. Uh, I am moving towards, uh, I want to gain uh, the same level of understanding from clients also. So that's why I launched my YouTube channel where I'm going to just uh, be uh, putting out a lot of case studies, how I work on products, uh, uh, how different design process or techniques are used so that it helps me build that relation with clients also. So right now I connect with a lot of designers because I know about UI UX. Uh, I want to be able to connect with clients also in the same way uh, as they will come to know from me that I am someone who can create a product from end to end. That's great. Uh, that's wonderful. And so you would consider Instagram more of a platform for designers, not clients, and and YouTube more more of a browser uh, browser platform where clients uh, search for uh, UX yeah. designers. So I was thinking about uh, segregating the two pages because uh, I ha- already have a lot of audiences on Instagram, which is uh, young designers or designers who want to know more about UX and they consume all those content. And client-wise, uh, there is a lot of different of content also. For example, if someone wants to learn about uh, portfolio building, then they don't want to go to carousal. They want to see you actually build a portfolio. So I can redirect them to YouTube also. So there are a different content that does, uh, does well in different social media. You, so, you must get a lot of uh, DMs, right? Uh, not so much. Maybe I'm not that active. I used to be a lot more active uh, with my content and reaching out to people. Uh, commenting on other posts. So right now I'm not that active because I'm focused on other things also right now. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's a great way to, to redirect people to your content. You know, if they have a questions, I just redirect them there. I, yeah. I do the same thing with the podcast. Uh, people ask me things and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell them like, you want to know about these? We talk about these in this episode. You should definitely yeah. listen to it. And then they go like, "Oh, thank you. That's exactly what I what I needed." So yeah. that's also an easy way to answer people and get them really satisfied. Uh, very very yeah. clever idea. I I empathize with that. <laughs> Great. Uh, so for many years you worked as a full time designer, and my question was, why did you switch to uh, consultancy? Um. Actually, I wanted to, uh, to be honest, I am looking for a full-time job, uh, but right now, since the market is very difficult and the openings are very scarce, I just moved to a new country. So I wanted to keep my finances in flow uh, with the role of consultant. I wanted to be flexible enough to be consulting anyone who needed me. Um, so uh, you're new to Toronto? Yeah, I'm just two months oh. old. 
oh, just three months. Ah, okay. I thought I thought you were you you have been there for a for a few years. No, no, no. I just came one week before the lockdown, so I don't know anything about the place. Very new to the country, uh, as well as the the whole design process. How does it work in the particular country? So, yeah, couple of things to learn. Oh yeah, for for sure. Um, why why do you want to uh, switch from consultancy to full time now? Um, because of I have some financial commitments. Uh, uh, since I took a loan for my masters, I have those financial commitments, and you need a steady income to fill out those. Uh, so purely because of that, otherwise I would lo- love to go full time by myself, uh, consult mm-hmm. and talk to a lot of people. Uh, that is my end goal. So that's why I'm building my brand across different channels so that people find me credible when I'm ready to go live. Uh, by myself in maybe two years or three years down the line, not looking for anything short. I am in for the long run. So yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, you know uh, that's amazing. Uh, where where did you consult in? Um, where you were? Um, where were you before Toronto? Oh, sorry, I don't, I don't know which country you were. I I was pretty sure by far that you were in Toronto like all your oh, whole okay. life. Yeah. Okay. So I just moved from India to Canada. Uh, in where from India? Uh, it's called place called Mumbai. It's my I have a place where I'm born and brought up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've worked in a couple of other uh, cities too, like Bangalore, Mumbai. Uh, even my masters I finished in Italy. I was there for uh, I was there in Milan for one and a half years. So I have been there. Uh, you you worked there as a designer, right? Yeah, I worked as a um, so uh, I finished my course and then I was onboarded with Coca Cola for around eight months as a visual design intern. So I was with them. Um, Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I loved it. So I <laughs> I met my uh, my ex boss at Coca Cola. She was the marketing director there. So I learned a lot about. Uh, customer journeys, the, how to gather insights, uh, um, all the ins and outs of marketing from her. And she has been an amazing mentor. Uh, she started her own startup and I ha- helped her consult. Uh, I consulted her on the entire brand strategy and how the product looks. So I helped her in that phase. So I think the first consulting happens with people you know. And uh, they will give you that offer because of your value and the things you have mm-hmm. built in over the uh, couple of years in the industry. That's fun. I love I love that. You know, just like uh, connections, yeah. uh, building connections always leads to good things. Always giving, 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 helping, and uh, eventually people will remember about you. Yeah. Did you did you ever look for consulting uh, gigs uh, before she actually suggested you this? Uh, no, it was purely out of, uh, she told me that, uh, so actually uh, when I was moving to Canada, I had to submit a lot of documents and since she was my boss in Coca-Cola, I reached out to her saying that, uh, I needed a reference letter pro- from you for my visa purpose. And she told me I'm no longer with the company. I'm starting up something of myself. So I told her, do you want my help? I'll help you set up the brand. Uh, and everything since I'm already time. Uh, so she said uh, she was actually planning to uh, connect with me if I could help her, and it just connected in that format. So uh, I wasn't looking out for things. 
I have reached out uh, to a, um, I have been reached out on LinkedIn a couple of times by startup saying that, okay, I looked at your profile. You had done a freelance consulting with someone. Are you like free to maybe help us do maybe a little more screens or we want to get to this space. So I used to do it uh, just for, you know, uh, keeping my creative juices alive. Otherwise, it used to do the same job from nine to five, the same things again and again, it gets boring. Mm. And working with startups, they really have amazing ideas, uh, but they do not have the visual direction or, you know, the design knowledge to pair up with their great ideas. Um, mm it's just a, a great combination if you work with them mm-hmm. uh I, I i i can see what you mean sometimes when you do like a full-time job especially when you're at the beginning you might be giving tasks and that's it uh, yeah. it's very uh, li- limited mm-hmm. the startups are like let's do these you know it's new it's faster right mm-hmm. so you also adopt more sprint methodologies because startups have budgets they don't want to be wasting time right so yeah. they want you to do things faster and uh well when you consult or freelance you're also more expensive so they want you to do things faster of course mm-hmm. and um how how have you found the city of toronto so far did you did you get to enjoy like at least a week in the city yeah i actually came in that week and i visited the cn tower so and mm. um, you get on I, top no no i didn't go on top uh-huh. but i just uh had a walk around the sand and everything mm-hmm. so that i did but yeah apart from that not really i think i am looking forward to it hopefully it will be yeah the summer is really cool a summer is very nice let me tell you. um you're gonna you're gonna go to so you live in scarborough and um very very close to scarborough between scarborough and toronto downtown there is woodbine beach which is this uh very very nice beach, uh, you know where people go get um, bath and they play vo- volleyball on the beach, and there is a park. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 quite nice. I used to hang out there all the time. They have ice cream ice cream trucks on the beach. Uh, it's quite nice. Uh, I'm sure you'll love it once uh, yeah, once the summer. Send me send me the location. I'll definitely check it out. For sure, for sure. It's um, open up. I will definitely. I'll send you a couple of links. There is also a very nice place in Scarborough, actually. It's called uh, Scarpit, something like that. It's like there is a mountain on the sea or whatever. Okay. Not a mountain, a rock, like a big rock on the sea. It, it's really cool outside there. Yeah. Um, cool. So how did you how did you become a UX design, product design, UX design slash product design? <laughs> how did you become this figure? Uh, so my journey was a very gradual transition. Uh, I switched my career from engineering to design and I um, went into, um, I was actually 22 year old studying with 16 year old again. Hmm. So I went to design school. I did my design diploma of graphic design. I understood everything. Um, on the side, I, uh, I was doing internships also to learn from startups. Uh, after that, uh, um, I went for my master's in visual brand design and uh, over there I learned uh, how brand strategy plays, how different brands uh, are evolving into digital brands. So that's how I came across uh, digital experiences. 
So brands uh, are no, were not only present offline, but they were also present online. And how do you cater to those experiences? Uh, that was my first uh, um, step into UI UX, uh, where uh, you have a, a form of campaign and you have to promote it online as well as offline. Online, how people get in touch with the brand, how are they using the... So for example, I was working with Coca-Cola, so they wanted to launch Coke Zero in London. So what was the aspect that goes offline as well as online? And how do you uh, you know, promote that online? So that was my first journey into UI UX. Uh, because of some visa constraints, I had to go back to India. I started working with a digital agency over there. I used to handle the branding aspect by myself and I got a chance to work uh, assisted in projects uh, under the leads of UX uh, and UI. Uh, that's how I came to ha know hands-on uh, what happens in the different process, uh, what are the different stages when you uh, uh, what are the different parts when you do IA, what is card sorting, uh, things like this, which you are not never done in your life and you get to work under these people. The second step was uh, uh, moving into from a service-based company to a product company. So that was a whole different mind shift where uh, in the product company, you have to be your sole ownership of the product uh, we weren't a lot of designers we were just five designers and there were almost six to seven products so one designer had to work on one product so the entire conceptualization designing validation different feature deployment so uh, the designer had to do all of those um, i really enjoyed the end-to-end -end process because it gives you the entire ownership of what is working and what is not working and you're closely collaborating with your product managers on, uh, you know, understanding what features will the business uh, be good for business or not for business. Uh, you are um, pa uh, passively sitting in all the business meetings, understanding what is the direction of the business. So this was a whole different ball game where uh, you know that it is not just one design screen you're shipping out you're actually impacting the revenue on one or two levels. I don't know how many levels, but uh, definitely that was the whole uh, trajectory of my journey where I moved from one level to the other level and I'm still moving forward. Uh, there are so many things that you can learn in UX and product design and, uh, mm -hmm. because of the technology. Uh, so rapidly evolving and UX design being very closely knit to the product uh, or the technology, it needs to keep on uh, keep up keep on updating. Fabulous, fabulous. Uh, I really think that a lot of listeners will um, be inspired by your experience, like learning so much uh, for you know, from internships and uh, junior positions, like who knew, right? Uh, then at the end of the day, it's all a soup. It's all it all goes uh together right yeah and, you know like a lot of people don't don't want to accept junior positions don't want to accept internships but sometimes those positions are better than senior or mid-level positions because um that's where you will have your highest uh, learning curve because the mar the margin of error is um is uh like it's gonna be higher but it will be accepted by the product managers or by the bosses like in my internship, I started an internship a few months ago, 
my boss told me, hey, Alessio, don't worry if you're going to make some mistakes. Do what you got to do. You know, like, do what you learn. And as you learn, like, try things, try different things. Then some things are not going to work. Some things are going to work, right? But you'll figure out what's best. That's how you begin learning. And then he told me, like, what you learn is basically what you try. It's going to be beneficial to us. That's a good mindset. That's all. And uh, not a lot of people uh, go in with that mindset. They want to do, you know, they they go into the mindset that I know uh, everything and I want to do it in a certain way. But uh, different companies, so I've worked with a lot of different types of companies. Uh, one a global company one is one was a very small five people company one ten people company and then there's the whole hundred people company and uh, the team dynamics are different the process level is different the design requirement is different uh, people need to understand that and uh, even when you're working so if i bring all my experience into consulting and freelancing i know that the client requirement is going to be different uh, and the scope is going to be different or the time and budget is going to be different based on how their company, you know, the the team dynamic is. Um, so those are things also really important to consider. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. The requirements are so important. And um, actually, this is related to one of my questions. Uh, you know, when you're first giving a project, um, whether you're consulting or whether you're working full time, uh, you have to begin a new project in the for for a company or for a startup. Uh, what is the first thing that that you do? Um, so generally, when uh, what I do was the first thing I get into a call with them or I meet them personally, uh, and uh, I talk to them. Like I I genuinely want to know about their product or their service. Why are they building it? Uh, how is their story like? Like uh, I really love backstories. So. Uh, for startups you know they're very passionate about their product and you need that passion in order to grow your startup because if you don't have the drive your startup is not going to grow and as a founder you need that passion like okay i was i need that backstory that one day i was doing this i came up with that idea Mm. and i decided to go for so that is the passion and drive that i listen to uh what do they need out of their what are the expectations out of me uh, uh, and what is their vision for two to three years down the line? How can I help them be better in that direction? Or can I give them a better direction? I do like a client workshop where I understand what are the problems they are having. What uh, it's, it's basically a client discovery workshop where you understand what the client does, what are the problems they are facing, and how can you solve them? What are the what are things they have on the plate and you know trying to mm-hmm. evolve from that do, do you do you uh go into the meeting uh just like just like that um with no posting notes no papers uh, because you remember like what to ask or you usually have like a protocol uh that you you have like step-by-step uh questions or something uh so definitely i have to do a homework on the homework on the company so for example if there's a new client, I'll study their website, uh, what are the services they are producing. Um, all the, I have to study the website or anything that is present online. Um, I go in prepared, uh, I make a list of all the questions that I have when 
i go through their website okay what am i seeing what i understand out of it and then sometimes it's that their story is completely different from what their website shows and what they tell me there's a disconnect or <laughs> uh, they cannot Always. tell yeah so they cannot tell their story so i definitely take out notes uh, about what i understand from them um understand from the websites and then i tell them oh you were planning to say this but your website say this so there's a disconnect so you definitely have to plan a lot a uh, postits or no postits uh, you can definitely record it uh, so generally when i was working with an agency i there were postits uh, or e- even in the product company i took like a small workshop with the developer lead designer uh, product manager and there were postits so you mm-hmm. go and prepare definitely and it's you know i what i really like about those small buckets of workshop is people actually go in and interact with each other they are full on talking discussing uh, otherwise people are all in silos they are working in a corner they don't talk with each other there's a lot of miscommunication so sure. you know having that workshop in the beginning or you know in the intermediate step help you bond as well as you know mm-hmm. you're trying to show that okay i'm truly interested in this product i want to make it better you you have that you know energy coming out of you of course yeah and uh, also uh, i know that many people uh, have lunches with uh, other stakeholders they go to lunch together for example out or like with developers you know and they and they talk about things and and the designers uh, talk about design like during lunch in a very sneaky way like, you know, like <laughs> yeah but the users really want this but the users don't like the pink color they you know, like <laughs> yeah that design doesn't look well yeah we should do something about it yeah absolutely absolutely i love that um you know i had a couple of more questions and i'm gonna wrap up uh which is amazing i'm, I'm very happy with the feedback uh, um what is the most important thing that uh usually um you do during a project what is it, what is it that leads you to a successful uh design of a product uh, it could be um, a habit it could be a template it could be a research that you look at um, every time you design it could be anything could be a person you speak to mm-hmm. uh, uh so is this like a design process or like a reference point that i always go to in order to design um i'm say like a, like a habit i really like to talk to the user who's going to use the product uh that is one thing that i would really love to start with uh for example when i was with my product company and we were trying to uh build something for the logistic team so i made sure i spoke to at least three to four people uh, from the logistic team to understand the process uh you need to understand your main process the process that is currently happening uh, so that your expectations are met and later on when the business is trying to implement a new process you need to uh, tell them okay we need to benchmark these things which has to be be present in the new process and then you can go ahead and employ new process but um, there are on different levels i feel it works on different level one is the process level 
often is your maybe more on your interface level but those discussions uh, some expectations need to be set for sure absolutely uh completely agree with that and also me too um when i start the project uh i always uh like to begin talking to the users first unless research has already been done mm-hmm. um, which projects uh, like what part on the projects do you work on visually like or the visual design the research both what do you do both i, I we do uh, gen- i'm a generalist so mm. uh, if the product requires uh, i need to go out and you do the user testing then i will do that if the product needs me to design 100 screens i'll do that if the product needs to be tested so i'll do all the um, testing sitting beside the developer if things are working what is not working where the code is breaking so mm-hmm. i'll do the i'll do it all Fabulous. so you're like yeah. superman no not superman <laughs> i think a lot of people need to do that because uh right now companies are hiring a little bit more generalist because of their budget issues so they would like you to understand a little bit of everything even when you move further like if i want to get more into specialized item i need to generally understand the uh, entire design process before i get specialized into one core area of the design mm-hmm. it makes sense and a lot of people um ask me these questions actually like oh i want to do ui design i want to do visual design all day i like to prototype but should i do ux design and you know yeah. i tell i personally I tell them that. like yeah it's just like one of the most common questions that that's gonna be a youtube video for sure <laughs> <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on that uh so i think um uh, i did a oh, my first youtube video is what is the difference between ui ux and uh, product that because i get that asked a lot uh in that i really understand if you are doing ux uh, should you do ui uh, or if you are doing ui should you do ux so i think that's purely based on understanding you don't need to do the complete ux but have that fair understanding appreciate what the ux designer has done has already done what the research work is already like if the uh, if the ux person is telling this is for 25 year old you cannot de- go and design for a 15 year old you have to keep that in mind yeah absolutely and uh, if you are a ui designer it's also important having the the, the ux understanding so that you can work with the user researchers or mm-hmm. the strategizers or whoever is doing the research part so you can understand each other uh, uh, i'm a generalist too um i guess i'm more specializing in user research so it feels kind of weird when i'm prototyping but i still do <laughs> <laughs> that's great nice uh, i think everyone should be involved in your know, prototyping and user testing because i think even business people should sit there and see how the user is using the product because they need to see okay is your feature really going out that well or you're just pushing us to a dead end oh yeah features features or not features that's a uh, shakespeare's questions <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh, yeah they know it's, it's always uh, there is there is a there is a say that say you know like edge uh edge features they call them you know edge. like the, yeah there's something like that i forgot uh they, they, like 
edge cases or edge cases or something like that. Yeah, those are features. You know, always be careful. Uh, don't don't trust don't trust the evil stakeholder trying to add features to the <laughs> to your uh, beautiful prototype. Yeah, but it, can I say something um, related to UX and UI learning? Uh, even like if you are. Um, this is my point of view. Even if you are like, this is super to the to the listeners, you know. Uh, even if you are like a UI designer, um, and uh, like you have been a UI designer for a long time, and you don't, you barely know like what's UX, and you feel like you don't, you don't need to learn more. Uh, I wouldn't be so close-minded. I I would still be uh, pretty much open-minded and try to learn as much as possible, because uh, the more you know. The more you can empathize, and the more you can uh, give back to to the people that you know, to your friends, and especially to the users. I think open-minded generally is always uh, a good thing. Like being aware of everything: uh, marketing, uh, engineering, programming, UX. I think people shouldn't be asking these questions. So to me, when they ask me like UX or UI, it is funny because uh, I and you see, like I like to learn, and I never wondered that. Um, so, uh, you know, don't but be lazy. I, yeah, so I think uh, it depends on the people also. So if they are very comfortable with just UI design and don't want to explore more, I think it taps a little bit more on the mindset also. If you are clearly, you want to grow and you want to get into that senior level, you obviously have to take the next leap. You cannot just keep on working on the same level. So, of yeah. course, that's... That's absolutely well said. That's that's what. If you want to level up, you gotta step up. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, Tripti, if our listeners wanted to get a hold of you, how they, can they contact you? So you guys can check out my Instagram page, which is called as Tripsfolio, and uh, I recently just joined the YouTube channel. Recently created a YouTube channel, which is called as a Product Folio. The difference between two is uh, Tripsfolio will be centered on learning and about UX, UI, and uh, product design, whereas product portfolio would be barely focused on how to create product, uh, whether it's a case study on creating products from end to end. Yeah. Love that. Uh, thank you very much. I have one more question before we go. What's one sort of learning in product design and UX that really, really changed your mindset and uh, way of uh, design thinking? could be a book it could be a course uh so i really love the book called sprint it's by jake knapp and it, i i think i when i read that book um uh, it was really different because uh, it was not just focused on to visual design or one particular area because it encapsulated the entire process um and I really love the entire concept of, you know, shipping results at the end of the week. That book is very close to me. I I have a lot of, I didn't get it because um, I had a lot of luggage, but it's still in my box. So when I go back <laughs> home, I have it. Um, and uh, that is one book I really loved. I, the other book is called as a UX strategy. It is by O'Reilly. Uh, it talks a lot about how to shape up that one UX special feature for your product so that your product stands out in different products. I'm currently lean, uh, reading Lean Product Playbook. 
Lean product. It's called Lean product playbook. I've so never heard of it. It's by I just checked who is it by. Lean product playbook. It's by Dan Olson, and hmm. he talks about uh, he he he's using lean UX in order to shape product. So that is one book I'm reading currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I I finished reading Sprint last month or a couple of months ago, and uh, I was pretty uh, blown away by that. Um, just yeah. makes you think like the amount of time that you could be saving. Correct, definitely. If if you work with the right people, if you manage your time well, if you don't dwell, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. Um, thank you very much, Drupti. I will make sure that these links will be found in the podcast session that we just had. And I will also put the uh, Instagram account and YouTube account of Trupti in the description. And make sure to check it out, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and uh, support other designers. And make sure to uh, follow her on Instagram. She has amazing uh, design content, which is uh, extremely, extremely helpful. Uh, it's uh, daily tips on design and uh, her uh, mindset on the product design. Wonderful, Trupti. Uh, thank you very much. And, uh, Thank you so much for having me, Alessio, and giving out your time and asking me such amazing questions and getting to know me. Uh, thank you so much. Great. For Thanks.